Welcome in everybody to a TGIF edition of Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, joined by the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, good afternoon. Are you ready to talk quarterbacks? Johnny, I'm ready to talk quarterbacks always. We always love talking quarterbacks, especially on my new microphone, which does it sound deeper? Do I sound... Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I need the plans to the Death Star. Does this mic sound deeper? I don't know. Maybe it does. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, in, in my ears, it does. And in one of my ears, I'm deaf. So it sounds good to me. Okay, good. Now, I like it. Yeah. Somebody that wasn't deaf was Quinn Demps. We'll have him later on with the Where Are They Now. But, Mark, I saw this today, and I immediately circled it. And there was a tweet that was put out by a guy that I follow. His name's Charles McDonald. He covers the NFL. I'm not sure who he's covered for now. He's bounced around, and I think it was him. may have been somebody else that tweeted something to the extent, I don't pay attention to Madden ratings, but this one got me. And he was talking about the quarterbacks. Oh, boy. And I had to 1,000% agree with him. Agree. So I threw this out to our guys that are in here, Tyler Sadar, Jared Huff, Scotty, JJ, guys. our video guys that do yep. a great job. And I just threw it out there, and I – I said to him, who's the number one quarterback in the league? So I'll throw you the same question. Mm -hmm. Who's the number one quarterback in the league? Just no thinking about it. Just you got three seconds to answer. Who's the best quarterback in the league? Go. Tom Brady. Really? Have you heard of him? He's I have. good. He's pretty good. You think he's the number one quarterback in Absolutely, the league? Absolutely. Because listen, who else is going to take that team even as far as he did last year, right? And last year they roared back in that game against the Rams, the playoff <sighs> loss. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. They didn't do it the year before they win the Super Bowl. Who else can do that? I'm sorry. You drop Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the West Coast of Florida with that squad in 2020. I don't believe they're winning the Super Bowl, Johnny. Okay, you, bring, you brought up a great point. There, there are other factors than, oh, this guy has better mobility or he's got a stronger arm or whatever. There are other factors to playing the position than that, and I have multiple examples. Go ahead. I can't believe that you actually have said Tom Brady yeah. because you must work for Madden. Now, I don't have too much of an issue of Tom Brady actually being the number one rated quarterback okay. as he is. His rating's a 97. I find that off a little bit considering nearly every other position had a 99 at that particular position. But Tom Brady, number one. Number two was, or is, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, 96. Number three... It's either Mahomes or Josh Allen. I'll say Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Okay. A 95. I didn't know this. I only know the second-year quarterbacks because I heard that debate earlier. Uh, Yeah. Number four, mm -hmm. and this is where I have a little bit of an issue. Well, not, not a little bit of an issue. Josh Allen. I have Allen. an issue. It's Josh Allen. It's not so much that it's Josh Allen. I do think it's pretty clear across the board that the top four quarterbacks in the NFL, however you want to slice them, are Brady Rodgers, Allen Mahomes. The yeah. four Quarterbacks that played in the match, golf, yeah. those are the four best. And depending on where your team is in its development, you could take any one of those four quarterbacks. If you're a, you know, a younger team, maybe you want Josh Allen. You want to have him for an extended period of time, maybe Patrick Mahomes at that point. If you're a team right in the precipice, like the Colts, mm. give the Colts Tom Brady and see what happens. Right. So you could pick any one of those four. I think what I had an issue with are the ratings. Those four quarterbacks, there's no there's no team in the league that would turn any one of those four away other than the teams that actually have those four players. Tom Brady's a 97, 
Aaron Rodgers is 96, Patrick Mahomes is 95, Josh Allen is 92. What? At, at 92, you're talking about the ninth or 10th receiver in the league. Josh Allen's a 92. So do they grade on a curve based on every position group? Apparently not. Apparently not. So, so they're, they're sticking saying Al- Josh Allen right at about the top 25, maybe, maybe worse, maybe top 30 to 35 players in the league, and I can't go there. If anything, you should inflate the value of the quarterbacks right. like all the other ranking right. systems do. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I have that's where I have an issue with this. Josh Allen being 92, like I said, you can mix those four up in any way that you possibly could want. Fine. Rock on. Have at it. Yeah. But – I think I would probably, at this point, if I've got to win one game tomorrow, I still probably taking Rodgers. I think Brady would be fourth for me at this point, even though I love Tom Brady. I just think that Mahomes and Allen went to a different level. And you know how I feel about quarterbacks that can move a little bit. Fifth on the list was Joe Burrow with a 90. Now, I know for a fact that receiver, a 90, didn't even get you to the top. He did get you at number 10. Amari Cooper was a 90. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow's a 90. Justin Herbert's in 88, one step behind Dak Prescott in 89, Russell Wilson, 87, same with Lamar Jackson, and Matthew Stafford rounds it out at 85. I don't know who does these ratings. I really don't. I I have no idea who's doing these ratings, but I don't know. I probably would come up with a, a similar 10, but I don't know that I could put them A in this order and B with those particular rankings. Well, whoever does these ratings is doing a terrific job at getting people to talk about yes. them on the radio. Yes. And getting people to complain about them. Social media was going nuts today with the second year quarterback ratings in Houston. We'll get to that in a moment. But hang on a second. I didn't catch this. Justin Herbert is behind Dak Prescott. Yes. In what universe right. do we do this? I have no idea. And not to take anything away from Dak. I like Dak Prescott. Yeah. Come on. Justin Herbert behind Dak Prescott. No, I can't Let's see do it. a little draft here. Let's do a little win oh. one game next week here. In any which way you want to debate this, Herbert's coming in he- ahead of Prescott. Allen is rated way mm-hmm. too low. And what were some of the other ones you had in there? Joe Burrow's I- at a 90. I mean, you can make a case that okay. Josh that, that Josh Allen and Joe Burrow are both 95-plus. Comparatively to what other rankings yeah. that we've seen, mm. I, and maybe it's, well, he's already done it for a couple of years. I don't know. Josh Allen's going into year five. As crazy as that sounds, he's is going it, into year five. Is it a lifetime achievement award? Yeah. Is that why Brady's the number one quarterback? I don't think so. I don't think it's quite that, but I I just don't get it. I mean, Matt Stafford's an 85. I, 85? They gave Deshaun an 84. Kyler Murray's an 80. Uh, also, I'm sorry. Kyler Murray's also 84. So they got those two on the same line. Derek Carr and Matt Ryan are the same at 83. Hmm. Matt Ryan's at 81. Kirk Cousins at 80. And then we get to the second-year quarterbacks. Mac Jones at 78. He is the, if my math is correct, is he the highest-rated 2021 quarterback? He is. Yes, he is. He is. He is at 78. And Davis Mills came in at 71. He is the lowest-ranked of the second-year quarterbacks. Which agree is, or disagree? Well, obviously, I disagree with that. You knew I was going to go nuts about this. I know. This. So that's why I crazy. I kind of want to just put on a tee for you. Go. Yeah, they just look at where you, you were drafted and what's the buzz factor of the quarterback. Now, Mills has a buzz factor that's going up a little bit because I see more national people, whether they're pundits who I respect the opinion of, guys who watch a lot of tape, 
or guys who might watch some tape and they're not necessarily football people, but they're commentators like the Pete Prisco's of the world, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Coming around to Mills, they've been watching because they weren't paying that close attention during the season sure. unless their team that they cover or whatever, they happen to be at a game that Mills was playing in. But now they're watching Mills saying, eh, you know what? He's better than people think. And I think that's what people are coming around to, except for the people at Madden who have him rated as the lowest second-year quarterback on the board. How can you put Fields ahead of him in this game, right. right? And if the logic is, well, all around play, all different aspects, because I know they rate speed They're and, in everything, and yeah. throwing power and all these different things. I get that. I don't know how Brady would be number one in all that, because right. I think Brady's the number one quarterback because, Johnny, he elevates the play of his team. Right. And that's why I opened saying, you put Aaron Rodgers on the 2020 Buccaneers, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I think they're doing well, right. but I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. And I'll use the Peyton Manning winning the Super Bowl in the 2015 season as evidence here. Peyton Manning... Not what he was. He's on his last legs. The tank is almost all the way on E, right. but he finds a way to engineer a playoff run and Super Bowl victory for the Broncos. I know their defense was going nuts that year, so you <laughs> got to give them credit for that. But yeah. Kubiak also able to play call well enough, but Manning checking into the right things. But I think he elevates the play of the team. I think your defense plays better when Brady is your quarterback. I think your defense plays better when Peyton Manning is your quarterback. It just happens that way. I believe in these things because they elevate the whole culture of what's going on between the lines, no matter who's out there. Special teams, too. I think all boats rise with that tide, and Brady is the number one quarterback in the league. Now, Mills, is he the number one quarterback in the second-year group? Look, he went 2-9 and nine as a starter, and I think people are looking at that and holding it against him. I get it. Quarterback rating as a starter, it's not everything. We sometimes overinflate that stat, but it is a factor when you're evaluating quarterbacks. However, with Mills, I do think you have to look deeply. Look at the way the team was constructed, especially early on. He was thrust into action in week two, started in week three, wasn't ready. But when he came back, he played better. And I think that's what the Madden people should be looking at. Where is he at right now as we sit going into year two? You're projecting on fields. You're definitely projecting on Trey Lance if you put him yep. ahead of Mills. I don't agree with what they're doing, but, hey, they're getting us to talk about them, and they're publicizing <laughs> the game. So hats off to the Madden folks. You mentioned some of the media members that have discussed Mills, and it yeah, it hit a couple nights ago. Um, wait, what's today? Yeah, a couple nights ago. Pete Prisco. You mentioned Pete Prisco. Yeah. He had this to say. It's on Twitter. He put this a few nights ago. The more I watch Davis Mills on tape, the more I like. Just going back to rewatch some stuff before camp start, and I love how he plays. The Texans have a steal at quarterback. I liked him before the draft, and I like him more now. Pete Prisco's not the end-all, be-all when it comes to quarterback ratings. In fact, Pete and I, we were at the Combine. You, you were there. Pete and I were talking about you know, which quarterbacks do you like, and there were a couple that I liked that he didn't, and vice versa, and we were probably right on more than we were wrong, but not 100% across the board. But when you hear... A guy like Pete, who does watch a lot of game tape, he goes through game. I mean, he watches a lot of games, even as a national NFL writer. He watches everybody. But the fact that he kind of gives a little bit of a stamp of approval to Davis, I found, was, it, I found it to be a minor victory in some sense because Pete can be kind of ornery about certain things. Yes. I, I love him, but he can be ornery about certain things. About he a came lot out, of things. Yeah, but the fact that he came out and said about Davis, I like what he's done, 
giving him kind of the thumbs up heading into year two. I thought that was kind of cool to see that approval, if you will, from a guy like Pete, uh, who watches a lot of quarterbacks throughout the league. I now, like Pete, and for those who don't know, he's North Florida based. Yeah, he does was in Jacksonville not, when I grew up when I was there. Does not hand out compliments too easily, no. including anything no. to do with the Jaguars, other than trying to get Tony Baselli and succeeding into the Hall of Fame. Just a part of it. Yeah. But that's what Pete does. He is a critic. He rips everybody. Mm -hmm. For him to say that about Mills, that the Texans have a steal at yep. quarterback is strong. Again, not that he's the ultimate authority, because the ultimate authority is winning, right? The yep. ultimate authority is winning, is performing well between the lines, and we're all going to get to see it together starting September 11th. Okay. Can't wait. Let's do a fun game. Let's do a little either or. Okay, Qu go. Quarterback edition. Go. Kind of based on the Madden ratings. I like this. Okay. Here's the overall game. You got to win one game. Okay. How, How much time do I have to practice? You have to win one game with the Philadelphia Eagles talent. All right. So you've got pre pretty decent receiver core. Right. You got AJ Brown out there now with Devontae Ooh, Smith. Yeah. You got Miles Sanders in the backfield. Mm -hmm. Offensive line is Jason Kelsey coming back. It's a pretty good unit defensively. You've built it pretty well on the other side. I think, I don't, I would say the, the, the Eagles are kind of the poor man's Colts. You think so? It's kind of the way I look at it. Sirianni's coaching them. I mean, they're kind of the poor man's Colts. They're not quite at that level, but they're kind of built similarly. Okay. So here we go. You got to pick. So you're getting the Eagles talent. Right. Take Jalen Hurts out. Sorry, Jalen. You're from Houston. We love you. But we're going to take you out for just the time being. And you have to win one game with the Philadelphia Eagles talent. And I give you Brady or Rodgers. How much time do I have to practice? I'll give you two weeks, like Super Bowl. Brady. I'll give you Super Bowl time. Brady. Brady, okay. Mahomes or Allen? Ooh, this is a tough one. I know. It's a good one. I'll go Allen. I'm I'll, leaning more and more towards Josh Allen the more, I, the more I think about the Bills. Here's my thinking. I only have two weeks to get ready. I have faith in Brady putting together some sort of great game plan yeah. and, and executing it well enough. I, You know, Rodgers, look, you could do a lot worse than Rogers in that <laughs> yeah, either or situation. Yeah. But with yeah. Allen or Mahomes, I kind of want Allen to run the show because he can make more plays with his legs. I know Mahomes makes a lot of plays with his legs. In fact, a lot more than people realize right. Mahomes will go on the run and get yardage, get key first downs might not be spectacular. Like, Oh my gosh, 50 yards, but yeah. 12 yards. Whoop. Line him up again, baby. I still got the ball, but Josh Allen can, kill you with his legs yes and in short order i think i would pick josh allen boy josh allen that philly offense whoo man okay joe burrow or dak prescott philadelphia eagles talent gotta win one game either joe burrow or dak prescott wait brandon brooks retired right he did, did he not how's that old he line gonna do i think your line's still... okay but burrow got to the super bowl with that bengals o-line and got sacked yeah. a bazillion times and still made it to the big game i like joe burrow over dak prescott okay. and look we talk about dak we actually even though he's a cowboy we kind of like Dak. i like Dak. he's like a likable guy yes. i know you met him at the senior bowl we've yep. told, told that story a lot at the hurricane harvey refuge that was the star to yep. us they put us up for a few days i'm not saying dak prescott was serving ice cream or anything but you know we saw him around the facility you sort mm -hmm. of felt like all right you get a little flavor of dallas here yep. and by the way i love those blue and silver m&ms they had in the dining area there 
Do they those have those, were nice. They have those in the press box too, don't they? Oh man, those are they good. They have a whole candy yeah, wall yeah. in the press they box. They had them in the dining room, and I thought, <sighs> this is good because we don't get the Froyo anymore in the cafeteria here. <clears throat> and I was digging those M&Ms. Anyway, we like Dak, but I'm picking Burrow, Joe. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles talent. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, very talented. Dallas Goddard, tight end. And you have to win one game with either Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson. Well, you might think I'm going Herbert here, but I'm going Russell Wilson. I'm going to go with the crafty veteran who can still make plays with his legs and I think elevates the talent around him. I think the Seahawks have been talent deprived and he's gotten that team into the playoffs when they had no business getting into the playoffs. I know they didn't do it this past season, but we saw him here at NRG Stadium and I still thought enough of Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Now, with the Broncos, and we've talked about this team, they won, what, seven games last year? Yes. Russell Wilson's going to be interesting with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. This could be a real tough out. That's the week two game. Are we going that week two? Week two. And the week Bears two. week three? The Bears week three. Back-to-back roadies in yeah, September. Th- look, the Bears are not a daunting team on paper, but road, road with this young team, man. Wow. Ooh. And you open up against the layup. It's the Colts. My gosh, you're only 9-31 and 31 all time against them. Got to get that one. Got to get the opener, Johnny. Uh, well, I'll I mean, sell my soul for that one, football wise. Worst case, you got to walk out of the. You can't walk out of their own three. I mean, worst case, you can't walk out of their own three. I mean, yeah, worst case, you have to be one and two. Oh, you have I see to get you're at saying, least yeah. one of those three wins, and you'd love to be able to get one on the road. And the one you want, obviously, is the Colts. If you're going to get just mm. one, you want the division win. But you got to get one of those, one of those three. But I like having Denver and Chicago September, September. I don't think people understand. I mean, obviously, we travel with the team, so we get it. Back-to-back roadies, a lot harder than it looks. Oh, yeah. It is super Especially coming difficult. back from Denver, it's going against the grain, time yeah. zone, later uh. game in the afternoon, all of it. Look, the Texans, I'll get into their scheduling week to week later, but they're going to handle that week very um, deliberately to mm-hmm. get them some rest right. and be ready for the Bears game the following Sunday. So who are you taking, Russell Wilson or Herbert in that oh, matchup? You're not taking Herbert. You're taking Herbert. And I, I really like Russell, but against uh, Justin Herbert, no, nah, I'm, I'm taking Herbert. Okay. Lamar Jackson or Matthew Stafford, who are you taking to take the Philadelphia Eagles? That's just a team that we picked. Yeah. With that offensive talent, solid defense, to go win one big game, two weeks to prepare. You're taking Lamar or you're taking Matthew Stafford? I'm taking Lamar. Come on. Okay. I'm running that Jalen Hurts offense I, with Lamar. I, I would too. And it's looking good, my friend. I know. Look good. Okay. And here. look, Stafford, I know we've talked about him a lot. I go back and forth with him. He won a Super Bowl. Congratulations. If Tart hangs on to the ball in the NFC Championship oh, game, oh, oh, how, history oh. is rewritten. Very different narratives on the West Coast with the Rams and the 49ers at the quarterback position. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Okay, you got to win one game. Mm-hmm. Deshaun or Kyler? Deshaun or... Well, I mm, that's a good one. I'm picking Deshaun if I have to win one game okay. with that talent over yep. Kyler Murray for sure. You could make it more interesting. You know what makes it interesting? Deshaun or Lamar Jackson? Because now you have different styles, but they do something similarly, and they can both make plays with their legs. Watson's a better thrower, but Jackson can win a lot of games and he throws better than you think. <sighs> I'm going by what Madden. So I'm essentially going <laughs> in the order that Madden put these okay. in. That's how I'm giving them to you. Yeah. And Deshaun so yeah, and Kyler Deshaun and Lamar. Same. Deshaun and Lamar would be a very good comparison, but their separation. 
So Deshaun was 11, Kyler was 12. So that's why I'm asking. I'm asking you in, in order Wait, of how much. What Matt was did the this. number for Watson and. Rating is 84. Both of them. Both of them. Tied for 11. All right. So this is just wrong yeah. <laughs> to have Watson and Murray on the same line. Yeah. Come on. Well, Are you, do you watch this sport, Madden? Even more wrong is the next one. Okay. This one's tough. All right. With the Philadelphia Eagles talent to win one game, two weeks to prepare, would you rather have either Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill? Oh, I'm. That's a good one. I know this one. This one to me is easy. It's Derek Carr. It's Derek Carr. But the fact that they both have the same rating, tied for 11, uh, 11, 12, 13, tied for 13. Matt Ryan have the same rating too? He's lower. No, there's going to be another one. There's a theme with those two. I'm taking the next two. Yeah, okay. I'm taking Derek Carr. Okay, the next two. You taking either Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins with the Philadelphia Eagles? I'll take Ryan. I would too. I'll take. I've got to win this one game. I'm taking Ryan. Yeah, I know it hasn't always been roses for him. I trust him. I think more than I trust Kirk Cousins. Even though Cousins can make some plays, trust a big word. Yes, it's, I, the trust factor. I understand. I agree with there. you wholeheartedly. Okay, here's the next matchup. All right. With the Philadelphia Eagles two weeks to prepare to win one game, yeah. are you taking, and these are the next two quarterbacks as they are rated by Madden, are you taking either former Alabama star Mac Jones or the recently traded Baker Mayfield? Oh, that's a good one. I'll that, take Mayfield. That's how they have him rated. They have I'll Mac Jones Mayfield. one ahead of Baker Mayfield. Look, I think as much as... People do talk about Mac Jones in mm -hmm. the northeastern part of this country. It's going to be an interesting year for Mac Jones. We talk about the offensive coordinator or lack thereof situation in New England, yeah. how they're going to handle it. That's not great. And we talk about Davis Mills, that year one to year two jump. Great. All right. And all the other second-year quarterbacks. What about Jones here? Mm -hmm. He's the guy who went to the postseason yes. last year and played in that system. And you know they're not messing with that system. No. They might tweak here or there, but they're mm -hmm. not messing with that system. You could get a nice year out of Mac Jones here. I think it's going to be interesting between the Patriots and the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone expects the Jets to jump up so much. Not so fast, say the Patriots. I still think it's a Bills division. But if I'm picking between Mac Jones and, and Baker Mayfield, I'm probably taking Mayfield because I just think Mayfield will find a way to win the game. I just do. The Jordan theory. I think Jones, I hate to call him system guy. And again, I think. The narrative on all these second-year guys is going to change because they're going to show what they are much more mm -hmm. in year two, good or bad. And maybe Mac Jones is that much better. But right now, if you ask me that question, I'm taking the more experienced guy in Baker Mayfield. With a good shoulder, please. Not an injured Justin Reed collision shoulder. Baker Mayfield has the same rating as the next player I'm about to ask you about. With the Philadelphia Eagles talent, two weeks prepared to win one massive ball game. Are you taking either Jimmy Garoppolo... Or Jameis Winston? Garoppolo. Garoppolo's been there, Johnny. Garoppolo's been to the postseason. He's advanced. I know he's made mistakes, but I trust. Again, it's the trust factor. Now, Winston might just throw like crazy, and all of a sudden you got a big lead and you're winning the game. I but then he might him. throw you back out of that yeah, lead, too. I don't trust him. I don't trust Jameis either, but, man, there's something about Jameis that – He's likable. He's just, it's so titillating. You watch him and you think, there it is. 
I, our game against him in 2019 was a perfect example. Four of that. picks. I mean, two picks on his first two passes. Yeah. And they're down seven nothing, or actually ten nothing, because we got a field goal on the second one. And then all of a sudden he started getting hot. Yeah. And then we couldn't slow him down. And then at the end of the game, when he needed to get hot again, we picked him off twice again. Nobody's I, saying he's not talented. Maddening. I trust I, Garoppolo more than Jameis Winston in a have-to-win-it situation. Okay. So let's go same question. I'll mix a couple of these up now. All right. Let's take the Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo one. Eagles, similar talent. Got the Philadelphia Eagles offensive talent. Mm. To win one game, you got two weeks to prepare. You got Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo. Who do you think I'm picking? I think you're picking Jimmy because of trust. I'm picking Jimmy. You're picking Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Go with Jimmy. Jimmy. All right. Let's go to the one that you mentioned a little while ago. Deshaun or Lamar. That's a tough one. I, if Deshaun still hard. played here, Deshaun. Yeah, yeah. Now that he's gone, <laughs> Lamar. Yeah. That's my pick. I'm just being honest here. Okay, let's put you these know, two together. You know what? Uh, and I've said this before. Lamar Jackson to me is kind of like Russell Westbrook when he was in Oklahoma City. Yeah. It's and good. super good comparison. Hot, right? Good comparison. Where he's so entertaining. He's just jumping out of the gym. Yeah. That's Lamar Jackson. I love watching Lamar Jackson. He's totally entertaining. You, he's unpredictable. He can will the team across the goal line in a variety of ways. I love that about him. I think you know, the Ravens have a really difficult decision to make. By the way, now that Murray's got the contract, you know what's going to happen, right? It'll be $231 million because wasn't Murray just a half million more yes. than Watson? Yes. And then the question is, what's the guarantee? That's the big question. And Jackson, much more than Murray, has a case to say, yeah. I get all of it. I get 231 guaranteed Give it up. And he doesn't give 3% to his agent or 2% or whatever they're giving their agents now. They're probably because trying to sell that to him. He can just hand it to his mom at that point. Yeah. Here you go, mom. You're my agent. Nice job, Mark. And nice job, Drew Doherty, because he's going to join us next with the Where Are They Now with former safety Quentin Demps right here in Texans All Access. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this Friday edition of Texas All Access. I'm John Harris. It's time to dive in to our Where Are They Now? I promised you a little Quentin Demps, former safety for your Houston Texans. Did it twice. Was here in 12, 11-12 time frame. Came back in 2015, but it was 2016 when he set it off with interception after interception for the number one ranked defense in the league. Here's Drew Doherty. Where are they now with Quentin Demps? Time to talk now with one of my favorite Houston Texans of all time. It is safety Quentin Demps. Quentin, how you been, man? Good. Where are you? Coaching ball at a, at a college, man, at Trinity International University. I'm the secondary coach and also the assistant head coach. And um, this is my first spring. Last semester was my first uh, fall. It's my first spring. So, yeah, man, it's kind of what's going on with me right now. So you're a 10-year NFL veteran. You had two yep. stints with the Texans, a little bit in mm -hmm. 10, and then all of 11, all of 12, and then you come yep. back in 15, 16. Altogether, yep. you played 50 games for Houston in the regular season. Yep. You started a yep. little over half of those, and yep. uh, you quit. You, you left the game, I think, around 17, 18. What have you 18, been doing? Yeah. 18, 18, okay. So yeah. how long before you left the game, before you got into coaching? What was the what was the I guess what spurred yeah. that on and made that happen? You know, man, like like many of us, man, I just be I'll be uh I'll be honest, man. You know, I hit for after 18, man, I hit a I hit a, you know, a, I had a bad couple, I had bad years 
a few bad years, man, of just trying to figure life out again. And, uh, man, just going through the spiral, man, of, you know, the up and down of just trying to find myself, just the realities of the, the game being over, man, was kind of, it's kind of hard, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, man, um, things have worked out. I've, I've gotten better, man. I've done some, um, some healing, um, you know, some soul searching and, um, so man, I would say 2021, man, I started this job here at, um, at TIU, man. Um, but uh, it's funny how I got the job because I was just pursuing my master's. I was just trying to go to school here because they have a seminary here that I'm that I'm enrolled in. And um, but I ended up, man, um, being a, being a coach here, man. So it's just crazy how things work out, man. But it took a while, man. It took about three years for me to really recover, man, and get back on my feet, man, just uh, emotionally um, after retiring. So yeah. you're studying. You were in the seminary. Are you are you still in that yeah. program, or are you? Yeah. I'm currently in the uh, master's program, um, studying theology and mental health counseling. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, I like the best coaches that I've ever spoken with, you know, they've described their job, not as being coaches, but it's, it's a ministry in and of itself in its own way. I mean, you're, sounds like you're getting to study one aspect and then live another, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah, coaches like definitely. I'm, I'm a voice for the guys, right? I'm a voice. I'm a mentor, and it is my ministry too. Yeah, so it's a good way to see it. Yeah. Do these yeah. guys understand, or not? I want to say understand, but do they realize what you've been through uh, and what you experienced? Not too many people can say they played ten years in the NFL like you can. Yeah. I mean, do they do they grasp that? You know, I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think a few. I have one coach who who really who, who has grasped it too, but. The players, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, man, if they really, really understand it. I think it's still like, you know, it's still like an awe at times, <laughs> but they don't really understand, man, what it took, man, how, you know, how hard it was and um, the things that, you know, that come with that, that 10 years in the league, man. Is that kind of refreshing for you when, you're de- when you deal with people that don't know much about you like that? Is that cool or is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it has its perks. It has, it has its pros and cons, you know, like anything. Um, you know, I just uh, – yeah, it's just, it just, it just, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm still trying to figure that out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, what do you, what are, what are some of the, the, the main principles when you're coaching? Cause you're coaching defensive backs, I take it, right? Yeah. Like, what are yeah, some of the main second. things that you focus on and want these guys to do and, and, and key yeah. in on? Yeah, I see. I, I try to, I try to keep it as simple as possible. You know, I learned this from, from Wade Phillips, man. Keep the game simple as possible. I try to coach the fundamentals, mm-hmm. right? Leverage, eyes, discipline, right? Leverage, right? When yep. you leverage, have disciplined eyes, man, and do it right. Do what you're supposed to do. Do your job the right way. You know what I mean? So I, I don't, I don't try to like, you know, teach some crazy philosophy, man. I try to keep it simple as possible for these guys, man. The fundamentals, the base fundamentals of the game, is how you're gonna be successful. Hey, that's a too. that's a philosophy in itself, man. Because I think there's a lot of people that that overcomplicate things, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, I do. I do. I've been around a few. Thank <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, let's rewind. Okay, you grew up in San Antonio. You went yep. to Roosevelt High School. Phenomenal mm-hmm. player there. What le- what leads you from Roosevelt High out yeah. to UTEP? You played at UT El yeah. Paso in the early aughts yeah. or mid aughts. Yeah, man. So um, I, I didn't have I didn't have good grades. Oh, um, so man, like big schools would come, like Big Twelve. The whole Big Twelve was recruiting me. They would come to the campus, man, see my grades, and be like, "Oh, well, good luck. You know, have have, have <laughs> good luck, man. Hopefully, we'll see you soon." So I was thinking I'm going to junior college, right? 
going to kill Gore. Um, however, man, uh, uh, UTEP, they came to the school and they, um, they kind of guided me through the process. And they said, man, you got to score a certain amount on ACT and then we're able to give you a scholarship. You know, and so, but they said, if I don't pass, if I don't score a certain score, then they lose a scholarship. So it was almost like, okay, man, we're going to do something for you, but do something for us, right? We don't want to lose a scholarship waiting on you, but we, we, we value you, so we're going to wait for you. And so UTEP was the only school, man, the only D1 that waited for me to see if I would pass with, with, with a high enough score, the ACT, man, and I, and I ended up passing. So it was like a no-brainer to go there. That's awesome. What was that yeah. transition like? Because El Paso is a different place. Yeah. Well, El Paso and San Antonio are similar, in, in, I mean, in regards to the uh, Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. you know, but um, El Paso, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely some, you know, took some getting used to. Uh, it's not as fast. It's not as vibrant as, you know, a big city like San Antonio. So, you know, it took, it took a while to get used to it, man. But as I go back now as an adult, man, I really appreciate the city. I really do, man. It's really a great city, man. The people are amazing, you know, man. So I, I really enjoy El Paso, man. I, I, um, I hold it dear to my heart, for real. Yeah. yeah. You know, back in the day when you were with the Texans, you and I talked a little bit because I actually covered some of your games that you played in. I didn't realize it, but I was out in Lubbock covering the Red Raiders and you guys in 06 and in 07 yep. played Texas Tech. 06, yep. you almost beat them. You probably should have yeah. beat them in overtime there in the Sun Bowl. And it's it yeah. remains one of the best game experiences I can ever recall. It was very unique because the Sun Bowl was filled that night. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's loud, and it yeah. bounces off those rocks that they got right there. That was a really cool yeah. time when you were there. You, had, yeah. you, and there were some other players. Y'all were a squad. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a good team. We had a, a couple of good years, man, under, under Mike Price. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, man, that Sunbowl being filled, man, it's it's definitely an experience, like for real, like being like a stadium inside the mountain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And basically yeah. on the border of Mexico, because when I was in the press box, I looked yeah. at my phone. And it said international roaming. So I mean, it, yeah. like I don't know if, what the cell phone towers were doing, but I guess I was pinging yeah. off something over uh, across the border or something. Yeah, because you can see you can see you know Juarez right there as you, mm-hmm. you sit in the stands, you know. So yeah, close to the border for sure. Yeah. All right. So after yeah. UTEP drafted by the Eagles and you spend some time there, what was your draft weekend experience like? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, man. It, it's funny because I, I ran a 4-3 at the combine, right? And I just thought – I just knew for sure I'd go, you know, at least second. I go on the first day, right? I thought I was – of course, I'm hopeful first round, right? Right. But uh, at least – at the very least, I was thinking second round, all right? And um, at this time, it was two days. It was like the first – right, the first day, second day. So, yep. um, the first, first day, man, I'm, you know, getting excited, preparing, and uh, I didn't hear my name called. And so, I was mad. I was mad. I was I was stressed out, so I went out that night and had a great time. Had an amazing time. <laughs> Almost had too much of a too good of a time um, to, the, to the point where the next day I'm knocked out, man. And the Eagles are blowing my phone up, but I'm asleep. I'm hungover, like sleep. And so um, they finally called my mom and she busted my room. Boy, wake up! And you get on the phone. <laughs> so I get up, man. I'm halfway lit still. And, yeah, man. We, 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 Man, go to the screen. You want to see your name? We're going to pick you, man. So that's kind of how my weekend went, man. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing moment to see my name come across the ticket, though, for real, even though I was still halfway, you know, from uh, lit from last night, man. But that's kind of how my, my weekend went. That's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. And you had some good years there. Uh, yeah. You wind up 
at the end of 2010, though, with the Texans. How did yeah. that all happen? And how much, you know, what, what, what went down with that move to Houston? Yeah, so, man, um, my first two years in Philly, man, they were really, really, really strong. Well, my first year was strong um, to the point where, like, um, they had they had so much confidence in me um, that they let Brian Dawkins go, right? I was I was the next guy to fulfill Brian Dawkins, you know, his role on the team. Mm-hmm. Not role, but like you know, I was gonna be the starter that year. Um, so man, I was I was cocky, Drew. I was so cocky, man. I you know, I would talk stuff to to the, to the media and all that kind of stuff. But Andy Reid didn't like that stuff, right? Yeah. And so uh, they ended up letting me go, you know, just because I was too much of a cancer or whatever, and um, I didn't perform well too. So I, I got cut. Probably my in my third year, my third year there when I when I rookie contract, and um, I set out for like 10, 10 weeks, twelve weeks, man. I'm like, what is this? You know, I didn't think I ever get cut and set out twelve weeks. And um, yeah, man. But then so just uh, as I'm sitting out, man, the Texans called me. You know, when it, when it worked out, man, Brian Gardner, which is you know, who, yep. yeah, a good friend of mine, he called me in, man, brought me in for a workout, and um, you know, Kubiak Kubiak was the head coach at the time. And uh, Frank, uh, I forget his name. Frank. Frank Bush was the DC. Frank, yeah, DC. So that's way back, right? That's yeah. Way back. Yeah, man. That's how that's how that happened, man. They they signed me the last four games of the season. I ended up I ended up playing a little bit of special teams, and um, that's kind of how I got to Houston. Yeah, Brian Gardner, really savvy guy. We we saw him at the combine, passed him in the halls, and said what's yeah. up, and talked to him a few minutes. But that was an interesting time. That season, coming into that season in ten. The, there were high hopes for the Texans. They had just gone yeah. nine and seven the year before, but the yeah. defense fell apart and yeah. the pass defense in particular really struggled, but they added guys like you. They added yeah. a guy like Jason Allen. I think they're at the end. And yeah. then yeah. in the off season, they really turned things over. You were part of 11 yeah. and 12. Those were fun times around here. Yeah, they were. That's when they signed J Joe and D Manning. Yeah, they sure. Yeah, they sure did. Didn't that, didn't Wade Phillips come in that year too? Wade came in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bush and them were they were let go. Wade yeah. came in, came in. Yep. switched it to a three four. Yep. Drafted JJ Watt. Drafted um, right. Brooks That's Reed. Right. Connor Barwin got healthy. J Joe D Man and then Kareem. Yep matured and Glover was moved yeah. to safety. There was a lot of yeah. like moving parts to that. And you were, you were one of them. Oh, Vance Joseph too. Vance he Joseph. Was he was key. Yeah. He was key to the back end, man. Is he yeah. one of the clearest communicators you've ever encountered oh, as a coach? Cause he is, he's the clearest communicator God. I've ever seen. Man, that man is an amazing coach. Like he communicates, he teaches, man, man, he's, he's really, he's probably one of the best DB coaches I've had, man. Him and, um, uh, James, the last one I had. Uh, I mean, John, John Butler. Oh, John Butler, yeah. He's in Buffalo. Yeah, I love, I love John Bedell. You know, I love John Bedell too. But, but him and Vance, man, are one of my, my – two of my favorite coaches of all time. That's cool. Yeah, yeah Vance was incredible. What was that like? Did you get a – set? I mean, that's the first playoff team this, the Texans ever had in 11, yeah. and it was a wild season. You, you lose Schaub. T.J. Yates is the quarterback and everything. What was that like yeah. for you, you know, given your history and seeing what you uh, what you saw? Yeah, man, just like being a part of that was just amazing. Like the whole turnaround, because you can tell too with some teams when you go to the place and locker room, it's just like a dark cloud over it. Mm-hmm. But just to be a part of that, man, that that rebirth, man, of the Texas man was, man, something I never forget. You know, what I mean, just just man, making the playoffs, you know, a playoff game in Houston, man, it was it was it was cracking, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that forever. Yeah. And then you wind up. You wind up going uh, elsewhere. You you kind of reunite with Andy Reid and the Chiefs in thirteen. That's right. Yep. 
how did that come about? Because you, I don't. Did you leave on kind of sour terms with him in Philadelphia? Um, I wouldn't say sour terms. Just like he knew I had to mature. I gotcha. was immature. Yeah, and kind of like he kind of you know he, he knew I had to be humble. You know, so I think him releasing me that year was way of humbling me. You know what I mean? And, um, and again, like you know, it's, it's the NFL, man. Like uh, yeah. he knew yeah. my skill set. He, he was hoping I matured, and so he's like, man, I, I'll give him another shot. You know. Um, so he, he brought me in that year, one one year contract, man. Ended up having one of my best years as a kick returner. We had an all pro year as a kick returner that year, which kind of you know revitalized my career. Honestly, you know, <laughs> it did, man, it did. So being under being under Dave Toad, which was the best special team coach ever, yeah, uh, being being under him, man, really, uh, yeah, man, uh, boosted my career for a few more years. And so that was that's kind of how that came about, though, man. I was on the street, um, and he knew I was fast, and so he called me, man, and we uh, reunited. For sure. Third week of preseason 2015, Quentin Demps comes in wearing number 32, and I thought, nah, all right, we'll see. And that guy turned into one of the better defensive players for the Texans the next couple of years. All right, we're going to take it around the NFL in our final segment next right here at Texas All Access. 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 We got one final segment this Friday edition of Texans All Access. It's Shorty here to finish up. I'm John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, your host, Going around the NFL, and it's all about alternate helmet time. We know we've talked about the battle red helmet the Texans are going to be wearing November 3rd and on the second day of practice, July 30th, on the back Saturday for the NFL. The Eagles unveiled a black helmet. Ooh, looks kind of sharp, i got to admit. The Jets also unveiled a black helmet. Now, the green on the black helmet for the Jets, I don't know. The Eagles, I think, did it right. They just took the green off altogether and went black with the white Eagles' wings. I think it looks pretty sharp. I think these alternate uniforms are going to look absolutely brilliant. They're going to look awesome. The Cincinnati Bengals unveiled a white Bengal helmet. They've teased this for about 10 days now, and they finally put the helmet out. It looks pretty sharp. They're going to wear those with the white pants, white jerseys, and go full-on stormtroopers. Wow, wow, wow. That's going to look nice. A couple of Ravens placed on the early training camp pup list, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, in addition to Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley. Ravens started camp already, and it will start for your Texans next Friday. A week from today, can't wait. Big thanks to Mark, to Drew, to Quentin Demps, to my man Austin Mendez, and all of you for listening. We'll see you next time, and as always, go Texans.